right, that was Warhol Coffin. I'm going to do some uh, prep work here because the XLR cable no longer is good on that mic. So let's do this. How's that? Here we go. We're cooking with gas here. All right, I took up enough of that time. Here's your next comedian, Cody Abe. Hello, everybody. Happy Friday. It's Friday, right? Yeah. Um, so fuck medical dramas. Yeah. Well, like, not for the, I don't know what reasons you're thinking of, but I say fuck them because uh, they really trivialize the struggle of like, like uh, a rush, you know, <laughs> like, oh, you're going to make a, you're going to make millions of dollars off of uh, a bunch of people coming into the hospital when a people do that uh, all the time at restaurants during dinner time. Like the you you got the the <laughs> like you got a dinner rush coming in and you don't you don't see you don't see fucking uh the the, the you don't see the wait staff saying or like fucking going to the can like <laughs> you know uh, you don't see the wait staff like wanting to like like I mean I guess you see the wait staff also never mind whatever fuck it um. <laughs> so I'm in between, or I'm unemployed right now, or uh, as, uh, I mean, you can clap, but uh, I don't tell people that. It's more like I'm in between jobs. Similarly, I'm, I've been staying at Airbnbs lately, so I'm basically in between houses. That's like the same thing. Um, uh, but yeah, that, that kind of sucks. Uh, I had to move out recently from my old place, put, put everything in my car. So it looks like I live in my car. But uh, at least I have the money for Airbnbs. That's that's fun. Um, so literally, shit that I thought of. Uh, I don't know. Whatever. Okay. Um, so uh, I lost my dad at the age of six. Then I found him. <laughs> Everyone knows in here. <laughs> I just got to get it out. Okay. The setup. Okay. Uh, but um, but then I. Uh, I, but then I found him as we put his urn into the mausoleum. Um, but I love my uh, I love my dad. Uh, he was uh, from, from what I remember of him at least. Um, but it was tough growing up without a father. Uh, I didn't have anybody to uh, teach me how to shave, uh, teach me how to beat my mother, or teach me how to roll joints. But what I did have was a mother, a loving mother to teach me how to beat me and also roll joints. <laughs> but, uh, um, you know, <laughs> I would get in trouble a lot. I mean, I, as you can tell, I got in trouble a lot because I got beat. It was for, it was not, it was for a reason, guys. Just, just letting you all know it was for a reason. There was a good reason for it. But, um, so she would have to punish me a lot. And for those of you who can't use context clues or don't know what it is, that means she stole my weed. <laughs> no, but, uh, you know, I love my mother to death, just like my father. 
Yeah. Uh, but you know, smoking weed is is fun. Uh, I smoked weed for the first time when I was 16. Uh, I got high for the first time when I was 18. Cause I was too much of a pussy to inhale the smoke. So I spent all that money on weed and got nothing out of it for two years. All right, thank you everybody. <laughs> Give it up for Cody. Cody, I'm trying to figure you out, man. You're unemployed, but you're going from Airbnb, Airbnb to Airbnb. How does the fuck does that work, man? <laughs> you said you save money that way? No, I got Oh, you got some money saved. Okay. Man, I was I was I was worried for you. I was like, damn, dude, like shit, this is not gonna last, man. <laughs> Alright, guys, give it up for your next comedian, Marad Shockey. Here we go. Thank you, thank you. Uh, I had never met another Maraud until like two days ago. You'd think I would have met him in Egypt. No, I met him in Bayview. He was my Uber Eats delivery driver. Uh, but he didn't spell his name like mine. He spelled it M-U-R-A-T like some fucking psychopath, but we can't be picky. Uh, and he comes up to my door, and I open the door, and I greet him with this level of energy. Hey, Murad! Because uh, I know he's not just bumping into them uh, left and right. To which he responded, here's your food. Uh, so I'm pretty sure I have to kill him, right? Because uh, we had like two options. It was either best friends or mortal enemies. Like, who the fuck turns down a soulmate like that? Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm Murad. <laughs> uh, I'm Egyptian, uh, which means I have no respect for Greek cuisine. Uh, Greek food is just Egyptian food with too much fucking yogurt on it. Uh, I'd rather be caught dead with a prostitute than with a euro. Uh, and while we're at it, Philly cheesesteaks, just the shawarmas of the West. But white people, I gotta hand it to you. Y'all really up to the hummus game. In Egypt, there's one kind of hummus. It's called hummus. You walk into a Trader Joe's here, garlic, pine nuts, spinach, artichoke, roasted red pepper. What am I, a sultan? <laughs> you guys want to hear about the time I got a camera shoved up my butt? Yeah. Don't worry, it was a camera for butts. It wasn't just like a DSLR. I wasn't like <laughs> shitting Polaroids or anything like that. No, I had to get a colonoscopy because it turns out I have a genetic predisposition towards colon cancer. Uh, don't worry, though, guys. My colon's spotless. It's fucking crushing it right now. You wish you had my colon. Um, but uh, I had this weird Russian doctor who felt the need to emphasize how crazy, like how I was the youngest person he'd ever given a colonoscopy. And he proved so by showing me a full list of the patients up today, which is definitely illegal, full name and everything. And he goes, look, patient, 60, 70, 80 years old, then you, 22. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude, I think I missed the punchline. Was it, we save butt camera for people close to death anyway? There's another part of that joke. Uh, yeah, so I figure, why panic, right? I don't know that I have anything. No reason to panic until I have a reason to panic. Turns out, uh, turning on your side and showing your ass to a room full of doctors to my brain, pretty good reason to panic. Uh, but the anesthesia kicked in during the hyperventilation and the tears, and I woke up to fucking Rasputin doing an impression of me to my family. We turned him on his side, and he cried like little baby. boo hoo 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 Read the room, dude. I came here to find out I have colon cancer, not for a fucking roast battle. Um, 
but uh, colonoscopy prep is really brutal. It's a clear liquid fast, 24 hours. You can only have jello and colon cleanser. By the end of it, the water that is coming out of your body is crystal clear. You're just a human water cooler. It's not fucking, it's not fun. Uh, but I didn't have any Jello because I'm not a fucking mom from the 40s. So I had to like go to the grocery store, couldn't find the Jello, ask an employee, "Hey man, where's the Jello?" Uh, to which he replied, "Oh Jello, like for Jello shots." <laughs> That's a weird first deviant association to make with Jello. That'd be like, "Oh lotion, like for checking off." <laughs> Oh, you need a belt like to beat your kids with? Or like a belt to like strangle yourself while you jerk off with the lotion you just bought? I'm done with my butt jokes, guys. Uh, I used to play a keep away football game in middle school. It's called Smear the Queer. Have you guys heard of this? Uh, I thought it was a game just me and my friends played. Turns out my most relatable bit. Uh, also, we gotta hand it to the bigots on this one. Um, terrible premise, but delightful rhyme scheme. Like, it really rolls off the tongue. Uh, but whoever had the ball was the queer, and we were all trying to smear him, so I guess we were all competing to be the queer. So maybe all along it was just a super woke metaphor for staying true to your sexual identity in the face of pressures, physical and otherwise, external. <laughs> yeah, I fucked that last line up, but thanks, guys! <laughs> All right. Uh, I always feel uncomfortable because I'm Lebanese. I always feel uncomfortable telling people I'm Lebanese because it's always like so much of a follow-up. So I'm kind of jealous of you like knowing and embracing your culture. Whereas my family, it was like once we got a white person in it, we're like, that's the one. We're gonna fucking stick. We're not gonna. We're gonna. We're not gonna speak the language at all anymore. We're not going to eat that food at all. Fuck that shit. McDonald's and Burger King till we fucking die. So you know, it's not as cool because I want to like relate to people sometimes, but it just doesn't fucking work out for me. Uh, your next comic is a fellow white man. Yeah. John Gallagher. Hello, whites and others. Wel welcome. This is weird. Always good when you're getting classified by race immediately. Okay. Okay, guys, uh, thank you. I, like, uh, I do a little substitute teaching in addition to performing comedy, and uh, I've done a lot of comedy. And uh, like, substitute teaching is worse because kids are way better at heckling than most people. I'll just say that right now. They're powered by evil and hormones, and they're a lot more accurate than they intend to be. Like, I've done a lot of comedy, and most shows will just be like, uh, you know, like the worst heckles I've gotten be like, boo, you're ugly, or boo, you're fat. And be like, yeah, I got it. Can I talk still? Okay, and then just move on. You're like, okay, thank you for hearing us. Children just keep going. And they have sniper-like accuracy. Uh, so I, I was substitute teaching a little bit ago, and uh, I'm teaching my class. And uh, out of nowhere, one of these children just goes, "Yo, I know who that is. That's Woody. He took, he stole Woody out of the box. That's a chicken man." And I was like, "Whoa!" And I was like. I just have to, like, I can feel an energy change in the room just like you guys are hearing right now. There's people having visceral reactions right now. And so I have to maintain a strong teacher-like authority. And I go, no, I'm not. And then they don't get the action they want because they are trying to break a person, okay? So I immediately go, like, chicken man, Woody. And I go to my phone to quietly Google out of the corner. And I go, chicken man. And I see what he's referring to is the chicken man villain from Toy Story 2 is what he's referring to. Now, I'd forgotten all about this, but the image comes up, and my only reaction is, oh, God, no. Because, <laughs> I mean, if, if this kid's kind of like the Lee Harvey Oswald of hecklers, just like if he had a rifle, just like, boom, kill shot, boom, kill shot. 
You don't want him on a grassy knoll. He has, he's very good. Uh, and so then I'm like, I, I sit there. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, this isn't good. And then I'm sitting there. Next period, chicken man. Fuck. Okay, this isn't great. Uh, another kid, completely different. Also with the chicken man thing, I'm like, this isn't gr- good at all. I have to stop this somehow. And so I'm just sitting there waiting for the day to end. And I'm like, God, I got one more period. I'm like, I hope I got. Don't get. I can't. Can't be chicken man to make. I can't have it happen. That's not good. Fortunately, I get my uh, my my body gets saved because like luck out. One of the other faculty members gets stabbed in the face with a pair of scissors, and I get to leave. I'm like, yes! Who's the chicken man now? Not me! I'm free! And I'm like, yeah! <laughs> but now but now the thing is, like, I was already going to fill out a complaint about, like, why I can't go back to the school, and I called my little service, and I'm like, I can't go back to that school. And they're like, why? Is it because a child called you a chicken man? I'm like, no! He got stabbed in the face. I'm a strong boy, and I'm not, I'm not afraid of children at all. It's because I'm cool. All right, good. Anyway, uh, yeah, substitution, whatever. I uh, the one thing that sucks too is you got to realize like you got to die. You might have to die for children you hate, and that's a horrifying feeling. And I I don't want to do that. I'm not going to <laughs> at all. I like I'm gonna treat substitution a lot more like being at the end of a, like a boss at the end of like an old school video game. You know, like I'm just gonna treat the children like Koopas. I just throw at the school shooter until I escape to another castle. You know, like they have the gun to the last kid. He's like, where'd he go? He's like, he's gone. He took the princess. I have a girlfriend now in another school because I'm cool. Pretty <laughs> cool. Take a, take another girl from the class. Like, You're my girlfriend now. She's like, what? <laughs> it's like, I thought they were bad. No, I'm good. Come with me. I I can buy beer. I'm cool. <laughs> we start a family. Uh, God, that's horrifying. It's so scary. Um, yeah, you know. With uh, um, school shootings, uh, we can talk about them a lot. Like, oh, you know, the, there's. It doesn't matter where you end up on the issue, though. You know, it's like they're they're bad, they're good, whatever. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't matter. Like either way, like what what a, what better way to mold young minds than you know off the back of a classroom wall, huh? Hey, you know, you take a kid's blown out brain and you use it to teach them. I like working that one in there. It gets a good reaction every time. It's good to t- tell. It is just it's just fun being like cause I'm about to quit. It's one of the because I got a better job. It's so fun just being honest with children. Like yeah, you're you, we're, fuck you, and I'm like yeah, you're right. <laughs> okay, and it's like also like fuck you, dude. Like I have no investment in your future at all. I just gave you. I just went to the grade book, gave you all Fs. So I don't. You know why? Because I'm gone tomorrow. I don't care. It's great. Your future is nothing to me. I don't care. All right, bye. <laughs> All right, that was John Gallagher. It's so funny to me knowing, like, having done stand-up for a while and then knowing that, like, other comedians either are teachers or are substitute teachers. I wish, as a kid, I knew half of my teachers were doing stand-up on the side just talking shit about us the whole time. I would have acted out so much more just to, you know, get my name in the lights one of these days, you know? Uh, so, Marand asked, he has a, uh, asked me to do this for him, and I'm very nice, so I'm going to do it. He's got a mic tomorrow at Manny's, that's over by uh, 16th Street in the Mission, over on, uh, at 7.30 to 9.30. It's the first mic, open mic, and hopefully it goes well. So, if, uh, if it goes well, then he's going to keep on doing it more, so everyone should go to that. Uh, and listen at home, listen in, because it's, not a diff- it's definitely not a radio show, so go there. Uh, next comic is Kyle Morrissey. All right. I, um, I got into, 
the first physical fight with my girlfriend. Yeah, uh, I won. Um, because she did not believe that the terminal velocity of a falling object is 9.8 meters per second. Physical fight. Physical, yeah. So I punched her in the fucking face. Um, let's see. Um, physical fight. Um, I have a beard. I'm thinking about shaving. Um, I have a ginger beard, uh, which means I was really happy I couldn't grow a beard in, uh, in middle school because I feel like I'd be a lot more traumatized. Um, but uh, it's not all bad. Uh, there's an upside to it. Guy was like, you look like Christian Bale uh, from The Machinist. I'm skinny, for those of you who didn't get that reference. Uh, and uh, growing up, I got, I got made fun of for it. Um, even fat people made fun of me for it. Uh, but uh, as you get older, uh, the tables turn. Um, I'm 27, and I'm skinny. They're 27, and they are already having a midlife crisis. Uh, and just bio biologically, they can't afford a nice car. Um, I, uh, I finally saw Avengers. I finally saw Avengers Endgame. It was great. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I like the Avengers. I just don't think that they're realistic at all. Uh, I don't mean that in literally every sense. Uh, I, I mean that I feel like those guys would be, and, and girls, would be getting uh, laid way more. Like, way more. Uh, let's think about it. Uh, they're celebrities. They're in peak physical condition. Uh, Wilt Chamberlain slept with, like, 20,000 people. He was just tall. Like, like 20,000. That's crazy. Like, for every one person that I have slept with, Wilt Chamberlain has slept with 20,000. I'm just kidding. You can't multiply by zero. <laughs> um, Infinity War. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, oh, I am, uh, I'm looking for a job right now. And uh, I'm looking for a job at one of those big companies downtown because... Uh, Streamlining processes at data management optimization platforms is obviously my passion. Um, but uh, looking for a job, it's tough. Interviewing's tough because the one thing that's abundantly clear to me while I'm interviewing is like, what if I just try to kiss this dude right now? Like, it would ruin everything. Like, I don't even mean that. This is not like a me too thing. Like, have you ever been at the top of a building? You like look over the edge and that little voice is like, jump. You're like, why, what? I guess I could physically this possible, but... What's the, like, why am I trying to find the fastest route to making this situation as bad as it could possibly be? Um, I've been crying a lot. Uh, thank you. Uh, it feels good. Uh, and then I looked up, it, uh, it actually releases endorphins, like uh, when you exercise. Uh, so now every time I go to the gym, uh, I just stand in the weight room and sob. Like, it's, it's great. Like, it's kind of a win-win, because -win, uh, I get to challenge all that toxic masculinity uh, just like stand over a dude while he's bench pressing and be like, this is what a real man looks like. Uh, not even lifting weights, like, you want to go, pussy? <laughs> That's my time.
Uh, it's a little known fact, actually, uh, when every superhero transforms into that mutant new self that they have, it's, it's kind of a curse and a blessing because a blessing because, you know, you get to uh, be superhuman, you get to be really strong, you, you know, you all, all, all of a sudden you're like beautiful. The curse is you always have a micro penis. It just happens every time. So you have to kind of weigh the difference, you know, that's just how it works, I guess. Uh, and I have another, uh, is, is Jack, Jack's, hey, yeah, I, I have some, I have some uh, advice for when you uh, apply to jobs. Um, just lie. Just, just lie. Just tell the, don't tell the truth. And honestly, you can print a college certificate. You can, you can print that pretty easily. You can. Pretty easy to do. All right, your next com uh, your next comedian is Michael M. Oh no, your next comedian is Jack Ferguson. Sorry. You tried to get rid of me, but you couldn't. I like how we fixed the uh, or didn't fix it, but we just have an easier access to the money. Uh, I uh, I've been uh, I've been watching a lot of Netflix recently. I get overwhelmed when I look at all the options for Netflix. There's too many things. I feel like I'm trying to choose something to eat from a Chinese food menu. You know, like there's a million things and I don't know what any of them are. But like the problem with Netflix is often you have to choose not just for yourself, but also for someone else. And I don't know what kind of Chinese food my brother likes, you know? All right. Uh, I, uh, do you guys think monogamy is natural? No, it's probably not, right? It's a debate. But we've been doing it for like 2,000 years, you know? Humans are the only animal that could trick ourselves into doing something like that forever, you know? Like, you would never see a golden retriever that's turned to drink because it hasn't slept with the poodle next door in years, and all they do is bark at each other now. Meanwhile, the, <laughs> meanwhile, the poodle next door is going to the dog park without her collar on, so the other dogs think she's single. Uh, all right. Uh, I, uh, I believe in aliens, but, uh, I, th I think they don't want to hang out with us because I think they've seen the movies that we make about aliens and how they always end with us just killing all of the aliens, you know, like Independence Day, War of the World, Ender's Game. The last scene of the movie is always like a giant explosion and then humans celebrating. Our movie industry is basically saying, come at me, bro, into space, you know? Uh, the one movie that we did make that didn't end that way about aliens was E.T. And if I was an alien watching that movie, my takeaway would be that in an entire town of people, only one young boy didn't want to kill the alien. And he had to hide him, Anne Frank style, in a closet <laughs> until that alien's ship came and took him away. And humans think that's an uplifting movie, <laughs> right? Real shit. Uh, <laughs> I think we, uh, I think we're racist against aliens. I think we're spacist. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm gonna get a tattoo soon. Tattoos? Uh, yeah, I have one already, so it's not my first. But tattoos are interesting because uh, you know it's a decision with permanent consequences that you often make spontaneously. You know, like having a child or trying to do a backflip. Uh, like doing a, <laughs> like a backflip, uh, getting a tattoo is interesting because even if you do it successfully, some people are probably still going to think you're an idiot. 
you know? Like getting a tattoo is like paying someone to hurt you and then lower your earning potential. <laughs> uh, you guys are gonna love this one. If two lesbians get divorced and they have a child, who keeps the kid, you know? They're both the mom. San Francisco, love it. Uh, <laughs> I kind of think that the more butch one has to move into a studio apartment and start dating a much younger lesbian. That's just my opinion. Uh, have you guys ever taken a shit in a public bathroom for so long that the people who work there think you're shooting heroin? No? I have. All right. Thank you. Jack Ferguson. I'm sorry about that. I didn't mean to skip you. I just... White names blur together. It's okay. It happens to me, too. I told you there's two Benjamin J. Mitchells at my company. All right, guys, here's, here's your next comedian. He looks very prepared for it, ready to go, and his Patagonia tech jacket and his, and his key fob in his pocket. He doesn't want us to know where he works. Here he is, Michael M. Hey, thanks. Hey, how's it going, everyone? One, one, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Copy, do you copy? Yes. Uh, so I just I need to make sure that I put some money into this bucket. Hey, look at this. Money go right into the bucket. Yes, let's keep it going for Mutiny. Uh, mutiny. I always have a trouble pronouncing this word. Mutiny? 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 Mutants. Sounds like uh, mutants, right? This, uh, this poster is mutants over there, right? Yeah, I always confuse mutant and mutiny. It's so complex. Uh, yeah, let's keep it going for, I don't know, let's not keep it going. I, I have only five minutes. Uh, so I am a software engineer, but when the girls ask me what I do, I usually say I'm a writer. I'm meeting the thing that I write software. It's very awkward, yes. Because software engineer sounds insecure, but the writer sounds romantic. Yeah, a writer sounds like a man who can say something beautiful and doesn't have a job. Um, so I was, I went to New York, uh, last weekend and then a guy on the left, I w in the plane, right? The guy on the left was constantly drinking Sprite, can after can after can. I'm like, gosh, I thought I was going to get diabetes just by looking at him. And, uh, so he had six cans of Sprite, um, during his five hour flight. I almost, I almost yelled at him, stop, it's so unhealthy. And I didn't because I, I, I had way too many drinks. Because I got very emotional um, watching Toy Story 3. My face was all wet, I was crying, and uh, I didn't want to make eye contact because I thought, I thought people will judge me. I think it's the worst when someone will see you crying watching Toy Story 3. They'll think, what a pussy. Uh, and um, uh, what's going to be next? Oh, you know what? Uh, I am 35 years old. Yes, pretty old, pretty old. You know how I know it's old? Because <laughs> I was talking to an old guy. I was talking to an old guy, and then he told me his age, and it was the exact the same age with me. I'm like, shit, I am so old. I don't know what. My brain still thinks that I'm in my 20s. Maybe because I, I watch, I listen to way many Disney songs. <laughs> I trick it. Um, uh, yeah, I, I think Pam knows exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> she knows exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, 
Um. Um. <laughs> ha. Um. All right. So, uh, the la uh, my Amazon package got stolen. Uh, from the front door, but the thief didn't know it was only three rolls of toilet paper inside. Uh, yeah, sad. I feel like that person got so sad. They opened the package thinking, I'm gonna get a new iPhone. And there's three sad rolls of toilet paper looking at him. Like, sorry man, no iPhones at this time, but here's some tissues so you can try. So you can cry. Uh, yeah, and then I felt really guilty about it. Uh, it's like, I felt like I gave my friend an empty Christmas present, right? You know, like a beautiful rub sets high expectations, but the emptiness inside completely breaks it. It's like, uh, you know, it's like you're going on a date with a marina girl. All right. Thank you so much. All right. Keep it going. Uh... I like Disney. I like Disney stuff too. I actually, when I was in college, I uh, interned at a, on a Disney set on a Disney show. Yeah, it was. Uh, do you guys ever watch the show Live and Maddie? It's like a new one, Live and Maddie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, I for like a summer, like I, we, me and uh, you know Dove Cameron. Yeah, me and her were doing so much blow. It was fucking great. Like just a bunch of drugs with the Disney castmates. It was great. If, it, if she ever has, like, a, just a torpedo in her career, just, like, a real spiraling, terrible downfall, it was because of me. It was me. All right, guys. Thank you very much. Uh, your next comedian is Jacob Melton. Jacob. Is Jacob here? Jacob doesn't want to be here. Next on the list is Ryan Schooley. I somehow I knew Jacob wasn't here. I don't know who the fuck Jacob is, but I'm like, I have a feeling it's going to be me next, even though I am not next. I can't tell you how sad it is to be sitting over there and watch all your backs while you're on stage for the entire set. Like, I want to move. I guess there is a spot over there. I could have moved. That's on me, guys. I, I, I could have changed my uh, I could have changed my ways. By the way, I'm totally going to turn my back to you guys. <laughs> I'm playing to the good part of the room. Not that you're not good, just they're more. So, oh yeah, guys. I, um, I'm getting ready to propose. I'm getting ready to propose to my gal. Yeah. A lot of fun. Um, don't, I don't know how I'm going to do it. I know that I'm not going to propose with a plane, though. Like, I'm not going to rent a guy to fly the plane with the marry me banner afterwards. That's fucked up. That's a, I'm not going to do it. It's corny, but it's also selfish. Like, it's a selfish thing to do because while you get to share, like, the perfect moment with your girlfriend, dozens of other men are walking through the city with their girls, and they have to look them in the eye and be like, that is not your plane. That is another man's plane. For so many men and women walking around the city, it's going to be a very quiet walk home, and that's not fair to do to anybody. And honestly, like, if you want to really, like, if you're a person with hate in your heart and you want to wreak havoc on a city, all right, and you hijack a plane, don't fly it into a building. Skyrite, marry me on Valentine's Day, because that's, that's how you inflict maximum damage, all right? It's the second worst thing you can do with a plane. <laughs> yeah, man. I uh, I love my girlfriend though. I, I love her a lot. It's um she can be uh it's tough because I she's the person that I trust and confide in more than anyone in the world. And she can be the least sensitive person I know. 
about those things that I confide in. Like, I, for example, uh, I, I'm a very shy, introverted person when I first meet people. We were hanging out with a couple of her coworkers. We were walking, like, we were walking home, and I was, like, really in my head about it. I was like, oh, I bet you they think I'm a, I'm a fucking shy, weirdo, douchebag, whatever. And, she, and she's like, no, no, I, I warn all my friends that I introduce you to that you're really quiet when you first meet them. I'm like... Holy shit, do they like, do they like have people like asked, like, have they brought it up to you? Do they ask you about it? And she's like, no, they mostly probably talk about you on the walk home. Like, that's probably like, like right now, like that's probably when they're talking about me. That's, a, it's not a, sen that was not a sensitive thing to say to me, you know? That, that would be like if your six year old daughter is like, Daddy, are there monsters in my closet? And you're just like, Honey, monsters live in the floorboards. Of course they're not in your closet. That's, a ridiculous thing to ask. Hell yeah, guys! I um, I, I like movies. I, I was watching uh, I was watching James Bond the other day. I don't buy him as a fucking spy, you know. I don't buy him one fucking bit because James Bond, he's a spy. He's supposed to be sneaky. He's supposed to avoid detection. Why is he driving like a Ferrari in every movie? Like the flashiest, most attention-grabbing car, you know? It's not accurate. He should drive like a fucking a car that blends in, like a rusted out '98 Civic, you know? Like I, f I feel like the beginning, I feel like the beginning of every James Bond movie, instead of like the music plays and he pulls the gun, it should be like five minutes of him trying to start his car. Like that's how the movie, that's how the movie starts. <laughs> he goes up to Q. He's like, uh, Q, are there rocket launchers behind the headlights? Q's just like, No, Mr. Bond, there are pennies in the cup holder on this car. All right, you guys have been great. Keep it going for your host. Uh, yeah, I, I I relate to that where you're an introvert, where because my well I don't relate to it, but <laughs> but my brother-in-law uh, is uh, is sober. He doesn't drink. He's not. Uh, he he. I guess. Do you call it an alcoholic if they don't drink anymore? Or you? I don't know. Recover, recovering alcoholic. And so it, he always gets upset whenever uh, I do this. Every single time I introduce him to someone, I know I uh, very loudly say it. Uh, don't give him alcohol because he goes crazy, and he really gets a kick out of that. He loves that. It's my favorite thing to do around him. Uh, so I just want to give this one more uh, try, uh, Jacob. I don't know if someone's in the bathroom. Jacob Melton. Nope. Yeah, Jacob. All right, this is you, man. Good thing I did it. All right, I'm almost there. Thank you. This is on? All right. All right. Uh, today's been interesting. I got uh, had the day off, uh, so I uh, spent it uh, getting uncomfortably high, which uh, I, I'm not sure if anyone else says this, but I get, I get I, this always leads to, when I get this high, it usually always leads to me like a, uh, dancing away a panic attack which uh i know it's weird you know but it's like uh doing like a little dance battle with my anxiety my wife thinks it's my wife thinks i'm crazy mainly because there's never any music playing so uh, i'm just dancing to the beat that's in my heart which is also known as palpitations so uh uh after I started coming down a little bit, I started to uh, watch YouTube, which is uh, kind of they pair like, like milk and cookies, getting high, watching YouTube. I uh, saw this one. Uh, it was a top 10 wild animal tax caught on camera. Uh, not sure if any of you guys have seen this. The thing that I learned is uh, wild animals don't really like white people too much. Yeah. 
Because all 10 videos were of a white dude just getting viciously mauled by an apex predator. Sharks, grizzly bears, lions, like they were all getting a piece, man. Which, uh, man, I'm not sure if I was just high, but I started like to realize, I'm like, man, these lions, they, they live in a place surrounded by black people, but they're not attacking any black folks, man. Which makes me think these animals are savagely racist, and I'm just the first person out here to realize these are hate crimes going on, you know? I, uh, I work as a paramedic, uh, which uh, I know I probably shouldn't mention this because there are people out there that think I shouldn't smoke weed and be a paramedic. Uh, those people are mainly my bosses, uh, which they're not here, so uh, I'll talk about it. Yeah, they're not here. Uh, people, you know, think that's an interesting job, but uh, I, I spend most of my time dealing with crazy people. Uh, uh, the people that we don't like making eye contact with in the BART, yeah, that's who I spend my day with. Uh, which, uh, at this point, I don't know anything different, you know? It's like, uh, I have this friend, he's a secretary, he just files paperwork, makes phone calls, which is cool, man. Uh, no point in his day does a crazy naked person try to bite him in the face, which is, wow, that's interesting to me, man. It's weird when you start to realize you have much more in common with, like, a seasoned hooker than you do with the general population, man. I feel like we end both our days hoping we didn't get AIDS. I was nervous about doing that line, but I'm glad I had it. Went okay. My mom came to visit me uh, the other day. Uh, I love my mom, but she's kind of tough to be around sometimes, mainly because she's too honest. Like I, uh, I remember a time when I was a little kid, I asked my mom if she would sell me for like $10 million, which is uh, a question a lot of little kids ask, I guess maybe. It's just one of those little kid questions. And uh, as if I'm not sure, it doesn't look like there's anyone who's probably parents in here, but uh, if there are, it's a simple, you know, simple answer. You just say no, and you just knocked it out of the park as a parent, man. That's all, that's all you need to do. Not my mom, uh, she chose to negotiate with me like there was an actual deal on the table. She was like, how often am I gonna have to see you? Do I get paid up front? I answered her first question. I said three days a week, I guess, which was the only number I could think of without crying at the time, which uh, she, I think she noticed that, and she basically responded back with, like, don't ask questions you don't want to know the answers to, and just walked out, which uh, was kind of fucked up, because uh, I still, to this day, don't know if she needed more or less days with me to take that deal. All right, thank you, guys. What's up? Cool. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Right. Right. We're pretty sure. Hey, I like that. I like it when people make it obvious that they're putting money in because it, that that's how you know that they don't do it most times. That's pretty great. <laughs> that's pretty good. That's pretty good. All right, guys. Your next comedian is Christina Semak. Oh, my God. I feel really weird because I just I got home and I ran four miles. Um, thank you. 
I am better than everyone. I also worked out this morning. Uh, I did like CrossFit and then I climbed for like 45 minutes. Uh, yeah, so I was like back squatting 95 pounds. Yeah, I'm fucking cool. Thank you. <laughs> Do you all feel bad about yourselves? Um, and I was a hungover all day. So I don't know. I, ha- I can't like regulate my body temperature right now. I don't know what's happening. I feel like I shouldn't have done that. The four mile thing. Um, Okay, so good news. Uh, okay, no, fun. Fun story. Okay, it's going to be TMI about a vagine, mine. Uh, but I have to suffer through having one, so you're going to suffer through hearing about it. Um, so I went to the doctor, and I got a little swab. Uh, literally looked like a Q-tip, and I just swabbed it. Uh, and it was a test to find out if I either had chlamydia or a yeast infection. And without insurance, guess how much that test cost? Little swab. Little Q-tip in my puss. Yeah, it was $900. Guess how much it cost with insurance? $238. And guess what I had? The yeast infection. For $900 fucking dollars, I want chlamydia, gonorrhea, and trick, okay? Like... Make it worth it. Oh, I was so disappointed. Jesus. Uh, you know, that's you know that's why women are really always in a bad mood. It's not, you know, we say it's because you didn't text us back quick enough, but it's really because something just fell out of our pussy. And we don't want to, like, admit that to you. <laughs> like, I'll just be walking, and I'm like, <laughs> did my body just have an abortion? <laughs> I'm in like a client meeting because I'm a businesswoman lady, career driven. And I'm like, on the next slide, there's data about millennials. Give me a raise. Give me a fucking raise because I feel like I peed myself. Okay. Um, I'm always surprised that whenever men are in relationships and they're like, aren't aware of this, I'm like, what? And if I had a boyfriend, I'd be like, <laughs> I'm in a bad mood because my pussy hurts, and that's why I don't have one, I suppose. You don't want to hear about it. Okay. Moving on. Thank you for bearing with me on that. I had to get it off my chest. What's the next thing? Oh, um, I don't know if you guys are on Instagram a lot, but there's this thing going on where, uh, like, these, like, hot, well, like, basic hot chicks kind of, like, go out in nature and, like, do this pose. And they have like 600,000 followers. And I'm like, where did I go wrong? I took a shit on the Inca trail, okay? I'm a nature girl. Uh, By the way, that's why all the white people are dying. Because they're the ones like going out and being like, what happens if I fuck with a rattlesnake? Yeah, it'll kill you. Um, Uh... Yeah, and then they always have like the dumbest captions too. It's like, in the office uh living life and then you guys who whoever who really like sits like this and is like <laughs> like in the field <laughs> all right thanks guys give it up for christina semak am i saying that right c-mac sorry 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 c-mac uh, I about the Instagram uh, chicks. Honestly, like I'm really scared to uh, 
even look at their pages because uh, I'm married to my wife. I feel like it'll just come up on my feed somehow. But then I was looking at my wife's Instagram and she follows all these fucking people. I swear because they're all like fashion, you know, bloggers and like like makeup tutorialists and stuff like that. So she has like a super hot Instagram page. Like the people that she they're on her timeline. It's just fucking a bunch of like beautiful women. And I'm just following Kevin Durant. And just like, <laughs> that's pretty much it. <laughs> that's all I'm doing really with my time, just watching him with his fucking huge feet. Honestly, he's so tall and he's got such large limbs and feet. I swear to God, it's fucking, people always talked about like Shaquille O'Neal went about his, he had big feet. I would venture to guess that Kevin Durant's feet are just as big and it's just mo- more misshapen. And his penis, you have to end a joke that's not working with a penis thing. And his penis is big or small or whichever one's funnier. I don't know. Uh, Tushar is your next comedian. Here you go, Tushar. Guys, talking about vibes, I have to start with the fact that I have a beautiful wife. And by beautiful, of course, I mean she has an American passport. I mean, but she, I mean, she is way out of my league. Like, she's sort of my league. If she was an NFL player, I'd be the drunk guy on weed watching on TV. Like, that's, that's how out of my league she is. Your first, uh, first English movie I ever saw was the Titanic. And the, the only reason I went to see the Titanic was because I had heard that there was boobs in it. Right? Here's the thing. I, I come from India. I lived in India. And we had no porn, no internet at that time. Right, all we had was just magazine covers with, or, or like the page nine of the lifestyle section with like women in bikinis. So I went to see the Titanic and I realized like everything is blurred and I was a nine year old boy. So in my head, that's how it was supposed to be. Like boobs were always blurred, right? So I got laid for the first time and I'm seeing these things in real time and I'm like, man, yours are incredibly sharp. <laughs> I don't know how you do it, but like, like back in India, we just have pixelated boobs. Like you have HD. Like how did you do that? It's almost as if like Da Vinci came down and just carved yours. You know, like I'm not even gonna touch them. Like I don't want to spoil them. I don't want nothing to do with them. You take yours away. They belong in a museum. Uh, anyway, so then I got late for a second time, and I'm with this other chicken. I'm like, you wouldn't believe what I saw the other day. Do you happen to have a sister? Wow, nothing like a punchline that does not work, guys. This is epic shit right here. I was thinking, (laughs) you know, when I call customer support and like another Indian dude like picks up the phone back in India, it gives so much joy. You know, he goes like, hi, this is uh, Rick from uh, customer support. I'm like, Rick, drop the act, buddy. It's just me. Okay, it's just me, it's Tushar, but it's, we were friends, okay? Your name is Rohan, that's who you are. How's auntie doing? How's everything coming along? Did you have dinner? By the way, can you give me that refund, buddy? And it comes instantly, okay? That's the magic. So I was, I, I was in an Uber today, and the driver goes, well, I hate when like, I call Uber customer support, and like this Indian dude picks up, right? And like, he doesn't know how to speak English. I'm like, first of all, his name is Rick. Okay, and he's been speaking English since he was three. But the problem is the accent, because you can change your name, but you can't change your accent, right? 
And I understand. I don't think it's a race thing. Because if I would call customer support and like a French guy would pick up the phone, I'd be super annoyed. Right? Be like, yeah, je m'appelle Jean-Pierre. Like, uh, how can I help you? And I'd be like, sorry, buddy. Like, I'm keeping the phone down. I call back and like, hi, this is Rick again. I'm like, Rick, you wouldn't believe. I just talked to like this guy called Jean-Pierre who was French. Right? And he was like, no, no, that was just me. That was just my other accent. I'm like, you have multiple accents? How do you do that? And he was like, yeah, because like I also have an American accent. I just never use it because then I have to actually help people, right? Okay. Well, I really thought that bit out. <laughs> As you can see, I had sat at home for hours just like, what happens after this? Um, <laughs> I was thinking, I've, I've always been intimidated by the quote, like, when you go black, you never go back. Because I was like, whenever I would go on a date with a girl, like, in my head, I'd be like, but you're just going to leave me for a black guy. You know, like, one day we're going to go to bed, and I'm just going to be like, but I'm not. Like, I can't compete with that, right? And I think, well, like, who wrote that quote? Right? I think it's probably, like, a white person, right? Like, it's probably, like, a white lady who wrote that quote. Um, because why would a black lady write that quote? Because she had already gone black. Um, anyway, the punchline to the joke is here, guys. This is, this is the punchline. <laughs> If a white lady would have rewritten that quote, uh, actually, if a black, um, if an African-American man would write that quote, he would say, you should try white, because she can get pretty tight. Okay. Give it up for Tushar. There's nothing, than, there's nothing better than just mapping out a joke before it even happens, you know? Hey, guys, get ready. There's going to be a punchline. You're going to laugh. You're going to smile big. When you smile, you open your mouth and show your teeth, and that's how you do it. And when you do that, you make sounds out of your mouth, and it's kind of like chewing, but better. Uh, here you go. Your next comedian is Dwat Mai. Give it up for Dwat. Thank you, guys. Thank you very much. How are you doing? All right. No, I shouldn't even ask that. It's good. I was reading a Spanish newspaper today. I picked one up, and I, you know what? I like Spanish, you know, because uh, they put exclamation points at the beginning of sentences. Uh, I'm tired of reading an English sentence and going, oh, that was supposed to be read with more excitement. Now I got to read it again. <laughs> I will not. I guess I just won't understand the book. <laughs> I have resigned myself to a life of misunderstanding. Hey, I think, uh, you know what people argue about art and what art is? I think art is uh, when you have to suck real bad at it until you get good at it. That's why I don't count photography, you know? Uh, the first time I took a picture of a horse, it came back and looked just like a horse. <laughs> I, go, I drew a horse once, I'm gonna call it a cow, and you know, I don't like drawing, so. I like photography, <laughs> you know? People go, photography's an art, and I go, well, if that's an art, then maybe race car driving is a sport. Think about it. Ah. Anyways, guys, I uh, was uh, reading the Supreme Court justices' ruling, and they were talking about how solitary confinement is a torture now. Now, that means that if you were, like, stuck in solitary for 10 years and you got out and like, you met somebody else who was in solitary, and you go, man, what'd they do to you? I mean, or, or he was tortured, and you go, what did they do to you? And he goes, oh, man, they waterboarded me. It was like a 1,000 deaths, and then they kicked me in the nuts, and then they talked shit about my God. It was horrible. What'd they do to you? Uh, they left me alone. I got PTSD now. You too? Let's hang out. 
Only that when we meet new people, can I tell my story first? I don't want to get outshined by your torturing. <laughs> I like grass. Grass, I was walking on grass. I said, grass is the only plant where you can just crush it. Nobody ever says anything, you know? I'm like, you stupid grass. Oh, he's a football player. I don't, not a football player. I don't care about your grass. You step on a tulip, people go, oh, it's beautiful. You step on grass, and they go, well, I can't do anything about that. <laughs> I can't tell them to stop, because why would, you know, you tell me to stop, you got to tell the guy who's laying on the grass making love to his girlfriend to stop, right? So you can't do that. The guy doing this is the same thing as the guy doing this. It's the same thing. That's my only act out, ladies and gentlemen. But <laughs> my only act out. I act out a lot, but uh, nobody likes it, so now I'm just a writer. <laughs> Stop drinking. Oh, stop buying me shit. So, I uh, let's see. Oh, I had jokes, but I didn't write anything on my hand. And uh, oh, you know what? I was thinking about our faces, you know. And it's uh, I was laughing at people's faces the other day. You ever think? I was thinking, uh, you know, I look at people's faces and I think how weird it is. And I just kept staring at people's faces and I laughed uncontrollably for like half an hour. It was like the craziest thing in the world, you know. But I kept thinking, uh, you know, with that. Eyes, ears, and mouth. Eyes, ears, and nose, right? We got nostrils. We got two of each, right? How come we only got one mouth, right? I'll use one to eat and the other one to talk. Do you have bad breath? Yes and no. <laughs> what are you going to do about that? You have no plans for that. Hey, um, I'm a, I'm a, I have no religion. Uh, my father is a uh, Buddhist and my mom's a Christian, and I want to satisfy both of them. So I'm going to bring home a big cross with the Buddha hanging from it. I mean, look, Ma, hey, his belly is dragging him down. He's suffering even more. <laughs> <laughs> and yet he's still smiling. What a God. What a God. Here's Jesus. And look, he's frowning. What a fucking loser. <laughs> Bringing me, here's him, oh, hey, oh, he's so happy, look at him, he keeps complaining, Bar barbed wire on my head, who cares, look at this guy, barbed wire on his head, hey, hey, we'll take the barbed wire on your head and put it on his head, look, he's still smiling, barbed wire on heads is a very cruel image, isn't it, yes, anyways, anyways, thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. My damn, that was funny. That was funny, guys. I went to a born again Christian school growing up. Uh, it was kind, it was fucked up. Uh, I knew it was fucked up from the beginning. It was the type of school where parents had to sign a waiver for teachers to to allow the teachers to hit their children. That's what kind of school it was. And I knew it was fucked up from the beginning because uh, they prioritized things wrong. Like they had their, uh, you know, faith and religion was prioritized above. Uh, education at our school, right? Like our pastor would say things like this. He'd say, now, now I can't read, but you know who can? Jesus. And Jesus reads for me. And I'm just sitting there just like, well, shit, I can read. <laughs> I guess I don't need Jesus. Let's wrap this shit up. So, pastor, I got some sinning to do. I got to go, man. It's fucked up. It's, it's true stories. In sixth grade, in sixth grade, I had a science teacher. Now, saying you teach science at a born-again Christian school should be illegal because it's not true. Uh, it's like it's kind of like how Kraft isn't allowed to say they sell cheese, right? Because it's not cheese. It's cheese product, 
right? Like it says on the label, cheese product. That's what it's like at a uh, born again Christian school. It's a science product teacher. And so one day he had, he was teaching us a lesson and he was, so he was teaching us the history of the earth, like how old the world was. And he was just saying, uh, he, 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 he was putting up Bible verses uh, to correspond with the timeline of that earth. And uh, at the end of it, he was like, and that's it kids, 8,000 years old. Now I'm not sure if you guys, if you guys are aware, the world's a little older than 8,000 years old. I, I, I think it's like at least nine, at least 9,000 years old, honestly. Uh, and so you know what we did uh, as a class? We, got, we rose up together as a whole. It was beautiful. And we just fucking believed that shit because he's the teacher and we're the students, and that's how that works. Uh, and, it was, and it wasn't until a couple years later because that shit was rattling around my head. A couple years later, I realized that that same teacher, his wife, was having sex with students. Yeah, it's fucked up, right? And so I was thinking, like, maybe he doesn't know everything. <laughs> maybe he doesn't have it all figured out, you know? <laughs> and that's it. And that's, and that's how I became a comedian, guys. That's my origin story. I have a small penis. All right, give it up for Vishal Call. <laughs> Hey guys, I'm upset because on my way over here, I was walking over here from my house and my GPS routed me under a, br under a bridge and I was frightened. I was scared because nothing good ever happens under a bridge unless you're a troll. For some reason, I thought that'd be funnier. I'm not going to do the rest of that. I'm not going to do the tag. <laughs> Cole saw it. It's bad. Um, I know that I look like I should be uh, a rom-com sidekick, but, uh, like, that's my ceiling in life, you know? Like, uh, if, you know, like in Sex in the City, I would totally be the city, you know? Like, uh, okay, well. Uh, this girl I'm seeing said I have this thing called BDE. Do you guys know what that is? Yeah, she told me it means uh, baby dick energy. <laughs> We're working on stuff. We're working on stuff. Uh, so my ex drunk texted me this weekend, guys. Guess how long ago we dated? Five years ago. That is that is not okay, okay? I haven't talked to this person since the Obama years, all right? Like, shit is different now. Like, I don't know your situation. Now we got a an office, and, like, I don't know you. Like, maybe you could support a baby? Like, uh, okay. <laughs> New stuff. Uh, so common misconception about me is that I'm skinny. I look skinny, but I'm actually uh, this thing, skinny fat, skinny fat. You know, it's like you got skinny little muscles, but you're like you got fat on your belly, you know, like skinny and fat. Worst of both worlds. Worst of both worlds, like uh, <laughs> like being bad at math and Indian. Like being a short guy and not Peter Dinklage. Like getting picked on for liking Marvel as a kid and then dying before the movies made them cool, you know? Mm. Uh, it's not all bad, though, being uh, skinny, fat. Like if I haven't eaten all day and the lighting is perfect... And I tug my tummy fat all the way down. You can see my insecurity. <laughs> um, 
Guys, I put on contacts every day, which means every day I cry. <laughs> I cry. Uh, contacts, uh, terrible. Like, every morning is just a clockwork orange. Like, ah. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I can't stop. Like, I have to wear them. I have to wear them uh, because otherwise I wouldn't be bangable at all. Like, that is the, okay, I'm going to bail on this bit. <laughs> Thanks, Cole. Uh, I went back to my college for alumni weekend. It was fucking weird. It was terrible. You should not try to hang out with college students as an adult. You know, like you, you wouldn't go back to like the hospital ward where you were born and hang out with those babies. You know, like oh, we got so much in common. <laughs> you had Dr. Meyer seen me too. <laughs> when I was here, I used to nap all day too. <laughs> The food here sucks. I wouldn't need it even if I was dying. <laughs> party with me and you're going to party like you've never partied before. <laughs> State hospital for life. I got a lot of these guys. And finally, you're cute and all, but are you 18? <laughs> That's how I'm going to end. I don't feel good about today, but it's all right. Thank you. Michelle, you I know I know it sucks to be skinny fat, but you know what's worse? Fat fat. It's just fucking like like just outwardly just oh, I know you're fat because I'm looking at your fat fucking body right now. That's the kind of fat fat I I so I just started a new job and uh this guy I was interviewing when I interviewed they, they were like showing me around and I was like this guy was like really big. Like he's like obese. He's like a very big man and he's like Oh shit! There's a health problem at this point. And then I saw him. Uh, and then I, and, you know, a few uh, weeks later, I got the job and I came back and he had lost some weight. And so I was like happy for him, but I didn't know how to convey that. So I just didn't talk shit about him, honestly. And on, I think that's progress. Um, except for right now, actually, that's kind of what I'm doing. So, whatever. <laughs> so, you know, I'm gonna get fired soon. Doesn't matter. Uh, your next comedian, Ann Chun. Right, um, I have anxiety. Yeah, don't clap. It sucks. <laughs> I had anxiety before it became a cool and hip thing, you know, before people clap about it at comedy and open mic stuff. Um, yeah, like it used to be that if you're seeing a therapist, you're a mess. Nowadays, if you're not seeing a therapist, you don't have your shit together. Um, guys, that is so not true. I do not have my shit together. I just have very good health insurance plan. Yeah. Um, by the way, I'm single. If uh, any of you ladies or lads are looking for health insurance. Like, are, are you single? Are you are you into good health insurance plan? Yeah. Okay, you know, like, you know, maybe we can. Oh, you, do, do you like good health insurance plan? Does anybody want good health insurance plan? Yeah, you know, like maybe we can get married and get on my plan. We can go to couples therapy together. <laughs> That's like my type of quality time. Which is like my also my love language. What's your love language? Is it quality time? 
Uh, yeah, like the two things that people ask me the most are one, who did my eyebrows, and two, which therapist am I seeing? <laughs> um, their anxiety. Yeah, I just got my US, my American citizenship last year. Yeah, I made it, Trump. Um, but I, I'm still not used to being called American. Like, I don't feel American yet. You know, like first of all, I don't believe in toilet seat covers. Okay, America is the only place I've been where people use that stuff. You guys should be using butthole washers. Okay, that stuff works and it feels good. Um, yeah, like I don't. Also, like, it, it doesn't make sense that people here are so into anal and not use butthole washers, right? Like, I feel like doing anal to people who've never washed their booty hole is probably like making out with someone who washes their face but doesn't brush their teeth. Okay, you gotta get in there. All right, what else do I have? Oh, um, I don't know why, you know, when I meet when Jewish men hit on me, they have to immediately tell me that they're Jewish. <laughs> it's like, dude, like, okay, you're Jewish. I'm Theravada Buddhist. I don't know what that means, but uh, yeah, I, I feel like they're, what they're trying to do is they're sending me a subliminal dick pic. You know, maybe that's what they're trying to do. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna give back some time, but thank you all. Subliminal dick pics. I like that idea. I think that's just constant all the time because if we're getting dick pics at the rate that the clip that we're doing already, holy shit. Subliminally, <laughs> it's just, it's fucking a lot, guys. Uh, <laughs> it's just too many, honestly. Let's keep it going here. Uh, your next comic, welcome to the stage, is Bryce Dozier. Very cool. Um, I wish I had the confidence of a deaf guy in a public bathroom. No one lets loose like that guy. It's insane. Um, I'm thinking about going to a doctor and getting my hearing removed just so I can go into public bathrooms and not have any shame at all. Those guys are amazing. Uh, my buddy told me, my friend Tommy told me a story the other day that I'm still trying to wrap my head around. Um, he came up to me and he said, don't you hate when you go into a public bathroom and your balls get wet? And I said, yeah, that's kind of annoying. But he says, no, I mean, it happens to me every time. And I said, every time? And he looked at me, he said, every time. And I was like, you tell me, how big are your balls? And uh, he showed us, they were just normal size. And I was like, what's going on here? And then he, we went into a public bathroom and he showed me what he does. This fucking psychopath for 28 years of his life has lifted up the toilet seat and sat on the toilet rim of the toilet for his entire life. And he didn't know it was wrong until he showed us, and we were like, what are you fucking doing? He's in medical school now, so he's gonna be a doctor. He's gonna look after some, some person's kids. Um, I've been, uh, I don't have a girlfriend, I don't know if you could tell by my public bathroom humor so far, but um, I've been doing the apps, I've been trying. I've uh, been thinking about kidnapping, honestly. I think it may, it's adult napping, I'm not a creep, but um, 
I've been thinking about it. I've also been thinking about why is it called kidnapping and not kidnapping? Like kidnapping makes no sense. No kidnapper has ever napped with a kid. There's much more malicious activity happening when a kidnapping happens. But kidnapping, every kidnapper has kidnapped. They nab a kid off the corner and they bring him to their hideout or wherever. I think it was a miscommunication between Miriam and Webster when they wrote the dictionary, honestly. I think one was dictating and then the other one was like, did he just say kidnapping? And then just wrote it down and they didn't follow up with each other. And now the whole world reads that book. Um, so yeah, I've been trying the apps, they've been going okay. Um, no one told me you had to be good looking for the other good looking people to like you. Like in my head I was like, I'm just gonna be swimming in the beef, this is gonna be awesome, but it's not how it works. Um, so I told my friend that and he was like, well yeah, you might be like ugly and overweight, but at least you're proportional. And I was like, oh thank you, I'm fat all over, that's nice. Um, so I did go on a date with a girl from Oklahoma and I had all these preconceived notions of what a person from, I've never left San Jose, so I was like, what's this gonna be like? Uh, but she was awesome, she was great. Um, then I met her parents on the second date, and uh, they really fit the fucking bill of Oklahoma. They, they came to the date with a duffel bag full of Mountain Dew and Red Diamond Sweet Tea, and I said, what's that for? And they said, we're going on a cruise. And some fucking docker wrote a medical exemption for these people to bring Mountain Dew and Red Diamond Sweet Tea on a cruise with them because they weren't serving it for three days. Probably my friend Tommy. All right, thanks guys. Rice Dozier, everybody. It's true. It's true as like Bay Area. We are so fucking stuck up in the Bay Area. Uh, when I hear people, they say like Oklahoma, I'm like, ooh, oh, man. And then I realize all my family lives in Ohio and Indiana. Like, what the fuck am I even doing here? I do hate them, though. It is, you know, the stereotypes are true. They're all gay in Indiana. That's not why I hate them. I think they hate themselves, and that's just, you know, Indiana is probably the most homophobic state in the in the country, I think. Uh, Mike Pence is from there, and that is the really all I need to go by, honestly. Um, so uh, your next comedian, great intro for him. Uh, his name is Luke Newman. Very funny. He's got an Oakland shirt on. Cool guy. So... I remember when this shit was like a big ass container. It's reduced in size quite a bit since then. It broke. He went with the little. Uh, does anybody have change for a five? All right, you know I'm gonna just stick this five in there. You know what I mean? I'm trying to be a good person and uh, so make up for all my. Debauchery and you can dig through for change sense. if you need it. If you need to dig through for the three dollars, I don't need it's to. Fine. I don't okay. need to. It's okay. No, I didn't mean. All right, fuck it then. Let me think. No, I don't. Uh, now I'm gonna be five dollars short for rent, but that's all right. Um. No, it's all right. Woulda, woulda, uh, fucking, so fucking, you know, porn, right? <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking about uh, getting into the porn industry, thinking about starting a a porn, all right, so I'm pause for that. Um, uh, thinking about getting into the porn industry, I'm starting a porn website, I'm going to call it Netflix. 
Uh, we're working on our first uh, production, uh, uh, some threesome action. I'm going to call it the second coming. All right, it's biblical themed. Uh, it, it'll be starring me and my poor name will be... <laughs> my poor name is going to be... <laughs> I, I think this is funny. My point is going to be fuck Norris. That's, gonna be <laughs> that's it. That's it makes me laugh. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> fuck Norris. All right. Um, and then the other jokes I had, I didn't remember. So hold on. Uh, oh, yeah. So all all the ladies, not, they're always complaining about like, oh, all the whenever I, I eat a cheesesteak or some shit, all the fat goes right to my ass. It's like, well, how is that a complaint? You know what I mean? Like, that's exactly where you want all the fat to go. You know what I'm saying? Like, being an ass man myself, that's where where else would you rather have the fat go? You know what I mean? Your fucking forearms or some shit? <laughs> like, that's the best. You walk around looking like Popeye and shit. <laughs> the ass is the best place for all the fat to go. For me personally. All right, let me just keep my phone out then. Uh, what else is going on? Uh, um, oh, yeah, so, all right. Um, so I was at, I was fucking in, in, in uh, driving the other day. That's a lie. My my license suspended, but it's just a joke. So um, I was, I was uh, riding around, and uh, you know how people have a lot of stupid-ass bumper stickers, you know what I mean? Fucking, this one dude, he had a bumper sticker, was like, he was like, if you're reading this, you're too close. I was like, bro, we're at a red light, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Relax. All right, cool. Um, uh, what else? Hold on, I got, hold on, I got, hold on. Uh, hold on, hang on. Hold on. Hang on. <laughs> uh, fucking, all you right. can film your porn here. Okay, all right. You can you can use the space and film the porn here if you. Okay, want. all right, cool, good to know. Um, <laughs> I'll just I'll end with this. Um, uh, so I have uh, I'm 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 depressed. You know, I suffer from depression. Anybody else? Round of applause. You guys are lying. For depressed people do not applaud for shit. But any but anyway, thank you for that. Uh patronizing applause. But um Yeah, it's it's I'm depressed, but you know it works out because I also have O C D and so it cancels they cancel each other out. You know, because 'cause I'll be sitting there, you know, looking at the couch and there'll be like a pillow slightly askew, you know. And I'll be like, Oh man, I gotta I gotta fix that pillow. Like I gotta, you know, make it right or you know, uh, perpendicular, what is it, uh, symmetrical, you know, but then I'll just be like, uh, what's the point, you know, because I'm, because I'm depressed, so I don't, it turns out I don't really give a fuck, all right, thank you guys very much. Give it up for Luke Newman. I just want to say, Pam, I know that we can film pornos in here because every time I go to the bathroom, I do a bunch of solo videos. It's pretty good. Don't need consent when it's just yourself. It's pretty good.
I still consent to myself. I, I write up a contract for myself and sign it and then come on it. You it's better be tagging Mutiny Radio. I do. <laughs> I do. I tag it in semen. This is a funny. This is true. I used to work in news, guys, so I can talk about it all the fuck I want. It, I, when I was in news, I couldn't talk about it, but now I can. When uh, Kink used to be at the Armory, right? Do you guys know Kink.com? We all love that website, right? So, but they left. They're no longer. They no longer film there. And when they asked the owner of Kink.com why, he said, "Well, you know, we used up all the space, and there's really only so many holes at at, some, at any point. You know, there's only so many holes we can fill." And then that was a quote we had in the news. We decided not to keep it. We didn't keep it in the story, but uh, I, w- I was really fighting for it. It was a great story. Uh, your next com- comedian is very funny. His name is Ernest Evangelina. Evangelista. Hey, guys. How you guys doing? Cool. We're talking about kink.com porn. I miss that porn place. It's they shot a porno at my favorite bar place um, next to SF State. You guys remember the Lister? It's like near SF State. They shot a porno there back when it was Club Twenty Seven, and they still have the same couches. For real, actually, the guy it was on Bar Rescue. You guys a fan of Bar Rescue? No, you don't. It, they like uh, re- well, basically, they got in trouble. Mainly because they shot a porno in there while, like, like business hours was going on. You know, there wasn't, like, any, cons- like, consent forms or anything. They were just shooting a porn there. And just regular uh, kids who had fake IDs were, like, at the bar. Because it was next to SF State. Uh, there's no jokes behind there. But also, King.com also shot at my favorite pupusa place. It's like an El Salvadoran place on mission. Like, they have really good pupusas there. Um, I didn't see the porno, but they had really good pupusas. Um, do you guys like sex things? Yeah. Give it up if you like eating pussy. Yeah. I like eating pussy so much that if I was to be executed, which is eventually I am probably going to get executed by the state... For a crime I didn't commit, yeah, Philippine, get executed in the Philippines by firing squad, and they asked me, um, "What's your last meal?" And I asked the jailer, um, "Please, jailer, can I taste pussy one last time? Just one taste before I go." And then I get shot and executed, and I have like blood or whatever going down my face. And the guy's like, man, this is really barbaric what we continue to do, executing these people, man. It's really sad. Look at him. He has all this fluid all in his face. And then the guy next to him is like, no, man, that's pussy juice. He died with a smile on his face. Um, I've been recently... Uh, I recently, my friend, um, I just came back from Las Vegas. My friend D. Grooves took me to a sex club. Uh, it's crazy, like, watching, like, I barely really know this guy. But, like, he was, like, a dude I used to hang out. And now we're, like, now, like, since we went to the sex club and I ha- watched him, like, 
have sex with the girl that he came with. Basically, I was like a cuck by default. You ever happened that to you? Like, I saw him, like, naked and have sex. Like, what's his favorite sex position? Like, and I saw his penis, you know. I only saw a few penises in my life. My penis, my dad's penis, and now I got D. Groot's penis in my memory. Like, I think that dude should be my best man now. I don't know. I'm just thinking. Hey, uh, Luke, can I smoke a cigarette with you? All right, cool. All right, you guys, good night. Hey, Luke, I also want to smoke that cigarette. Let's all, let's all piece it together. All right, your next comedian. You all know her. You all love her. Pam Benjamin. Yay, Ben Mitchell, for doing this tonight for us. I am wearing a cheerleading costume. That needs to be explained just a touch. The next show uh, is about um, eating disorders. Not necessarily eating disorders. It's about body issues and stuff. So when I was... This is vintage 1991 look. I've taken such good care of it because it's made of polyester, meaning it's made of the bones of dead animals. Anyways, it's never, it's not going to fall apart. I haven't even taken that good care of it. Anyways, 1991, this is a 28-year-old outfit. And when I was a 16-year-old girl, I thought I was fat. I was wearing the same outfit. That's the joke, is that like now... I was like, I was a crazy person. I had body dysmorphia. That's nuts. Ha, 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 ha. I have a cheer about it. Give me a K. Give me an I. Give me an L. Give me an L. Who did I want to kill in high school? Myself. Yay. 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 I had a huge eating disorder. I was super bulimic. I thought I was really fat. Ha, what kind of messages are they giving us? I'll never be good enough. It's so amazing. It's so it was strangely impressive, though, that so much of capitalism is built on the lack of self-esteem. Am I right? Like, you can only sell hair dye to people without self-esteem. Oh, look, my hair's so gray. Oh, do I have self-esteem now? Oh, am I trying too hard to show my self-esteem? Ah! You know, in the 1800s, dudes used to have beards, and that used to be a sign of their manliness and how awesome they were. And then suddenly in 1904, a little company called Gillette came around, and they were like, oh, if you don't shave your face, you're a hobo weirdo, and you're not a rich person, and you can never make money. Ha, 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 capitalism, yay! And then Gillette, the best a man can get. And in 1904, when they were created, Women couldn't even show their legs, let alone shave them. Am I right? You couldn't even flush a hairy ankle without being a disgusting slut. And now, in 2019, if you don't shave from your big toe to your twat, like a four-year-old girl, you're a disgusting slut. <laughs> it's so crazy to me, Gillette. The best of me. I'll never be good enough. Is that what, is that what the American economy is built on? I'll never be good enough. I have to have the makeup. I thought I was a feminist and I wasn't wearing makeup because of feminism, but then some friends bought me makeup and I'm like, this is an $18 lip liner I'm wearing. I was just poor. I wasn't a feminist. I just can't afford to look good, Gillette. The best man. Did you know that Gillette has a new razor? It has 17 blades for the closest shave. Have you heard about this? 17 blades. And the 13th blade is easily removable, so you can slit your throat in the shower because you'll never be good enough! Gillette. 
<laughs> now I have to pay for therapy. Uh, sorry. It's just so funny because I wore it in high school. I was like super bulimic or whatever. And I was like, oh, I'm not good enough and everything's awful. And what a weird like American white girl disease. Like my life is so perfect and we're so rich that I have nothing else to do but hate myself. Like, ah, like I can't. So good. This is the other thing that freaks me out about America, right? There's 25 million hoarders. Our excess has created a whole disease. One third of our people are obese. We have so much that it's a problem. I just, I can't even, I'm like, it seems so obvious at this point. But we don't even see anything, right? Like, language is political. It's all there in the language, like the subjugation. Like, I am completely subjugated by the prefix, right? I'm a woman. I'm a, I'm a human. I'm a person. I'm a female. We're all people. I know it's not spelled like that, but boys have a people and girls have a vagina. <laughs> I have to call myself a feminist. <laughs> I have to call myself a feminist because it's the only word without the word men in it. Get out your T9s, bitches. It's spelled with an I. I am a feminist. It's just so frustrating because, I mean, right now, I literally have a blood pad in because I am menstruating. I'm menstruating the one thing you could literally never do and your name's all over it and we're like oh the patriarchy isn't real ah! like the one thing I do get like menopause I get it when I turn 55 men are gonna pause on my dusty vagina I get it that's fine I get it menopause it's all in the language people yay all right thanks so much I've been paying attention yay Pam Benjamin spitting straight facts. You guys didn't realize it. You guys had no clue that there's so many male-dominant words out there, did you? You had no clue. Your next comedian is, I forgot the name. Who is it, Pam? Uh, it's, oh, I can't even read, Aaron Lyons. Aaron Lyons. Aaron Lyons, get up here. You're next, sir. Very funny, Aaron Lyons. I was like very funny, never fucking met me. Uh, appreciate it though. Uh, it's my first time actually here. I uh, appreciate it, yeah. Uh, so I recently moved here from LA uh, about nine months ago. People told me they're like, you know, it's gonna be a little more expensive, a little dirtier. You're gonna have to interact with homeless people a lot more. And yeah, it is looks, you know, a bit more expensive. Not really used to people like shitting in the streets. But it's like, I feel like they really underestimated like the homeless people here. It's like a different breed. Because people that are homeless in LA, it's like, you know, fuck getting a job, love weed, just gonna smoke it. And the homeless people here, you're like, yo, fuck, I'm just gonna keep my eyes down, like don't make eye contact, don't make eye contact. I don't know, it's like, why do they, are they even really people? I don't know. I was actually really worried to do that one because I was like, you know, that guy earlier is borderline homeless, but uh, he's gone now, so it's cool. Uh. The Avengers got spoiled for me recently. I was doing my best to stay off like Facebook, Reddit, Twitter. What got it was fucking Pornhub, believe it or not. Uh, I was watching this video and it was like, Asian girlfriend sloppy head. And I was like, okay, well let's see 
what the comments are saying if it's like a good video or not and then it's just like the equivalent of Luke Skywalker is Darth Vader's son at the end of the Avengers and I was like fuck you know I still finished but I was pretty disappointed um it's funny I actually found out about this place on a hinge date I want to talk about dating who here is like actually in a relationship Whew. yeah that's that sounds about right yeah I didn't really expect that many people uh but I was on a like a hinge date and this girl was like hey you got to check out Muni Radio because I have a picture of me doing stand-up in my profile and she's like, you gotta check out this woman named Pam. She's awesome. You'll know her. You'll know her when you like when you get there. And I walk in here and I see this woman in like a cheerleading outfit. And I'm like, either this is Pam or this is like the weirdest fucking gangbang ever like seen in my life. Uh, but uh, I don't know. My sister gave me some advice before I moved out here in regards to dating. She was like, Aaron, you're a good-looking guy. You just gotta not be so weird. I was like, is she coming on at me? What the fuck? <laughs> I've been uh. Watched a lot of Game of Thrones recently, and I'm a Lannister, so. But, uh, I don't know, it's really, like, one thing that's tough about dating is, like, like, this year I've just been, like, really trying to be myself. Uh, and it's been making dating, like, very difficult, because I'm, like, awkward as fuck. And, uh, it's just, like, a challenge, but I feel like overall it's better just because if you get on the relationship, like, right off the bat, and you'd be yourself, then, uh, you can kind of just, like, you're like true to yourself. You're true to them and to yourself, like from the get go. I fucking forgot what the rest of that was, but uh, I don't know. It's like tough trying to be myself because my interests I feel like aren't really the most common interests. Like I can't be like right out the gate. Be like, hey, what's up? I'm Aaron. I watch anime. Last time I did that, this girl was like, oh my god, is that the tentacle porn shit? And I was like, no, that's hentai. But I, I watched that too, just so you know. <laughs> um, but uh. I don't know, I kind of wrote all this today at work and I totally forgot about it. One thing that I hate about dating, especially the fact that I have like me doing stand-up in my profile, is because girls are like, oh my god, like you do stand-up, like can I hear a joke? I want to see you perform. And I'm like, yeah, I really want a second date, so I'm going to have to say no. Because <laughs> uh, you really don't want to see that. But uh, I think I'll end with, if I can even remember what I fucking wrote, I have such bad vision. Uh, and fucking shitty handwriting, apparently I can't even read what I wrote. Um, I guess this is a shitty joke, but I'm with it anyway. I really support girls who like take initiative when it comes to dating, because I have two sisters and I've realized that girls don't know shit about dating like either, uh, and they're all, always really afraid to like take initiative, and ask guys out. They're like, oh my god, like what if I get rejected? Like what am I gonna do? You fucking walk that shit off. I don't know. It's just like your average fucking Thursday. You get used to it. But uh, anyway, I'm Aaron. Thanks so much. Good shit, Aaron. I have some advice for you. Uh, as a comedian, just don't tell other people you're a comedian. <laughs> just, it just makes it so much easier, man. It just, like, it never, wouldn't the good, what, what has it ever been like a good conversation after you told someone, yeah, I like to tell jokes about you and others around uh, behind your back. And, <laughs> like, and they're like, oh, well, tell me one. I was like, well, you know, <laughs> they're mostly behind about you, you know. And especially especially when you're talking to your mom about it, you know, it's fucking weird. And I did it again, Pam. I don't, what's the, who's next? Matthew Quirk, your next comedian, Matthew Quirk. Uh, give it up for Pam Benjamin. Yeah. 
She asked me to be on that thin show, but I identify as beefcake. Anyway, Pam, no big deal, but I didn't see you put two dollars into the fucking thing here with the... Oh, come on. Where's all the comedian? That's hilarious. That was fucking hilarious. Anyway, um, so uh, Endgame, right? You hear it's like three hours long. Everyone's like, when are you going to piss during Endgame? And like, uh, I'm more worried about where the fuck I'm going to park for three hours to see Endgame. I mean, it's fucking San Francisco. There's no three-hour parking in this whole goddamn city. How thoughtless of them. Uh, anyway, uh, I got one question about the whole Avengers thing. You also, the, the previous movie, this is not a spoiler alert, that Thanos snapped his fingers, right? We're all good with that. Why did Groot turn into dust? He wasn't using resources. He's a fucking tree. Anybody? Anybody? Fuck. Uh, anyway, let's keep <laughs> the newsworthy shit. So uh, an opioid executive apparently got busted in a bribery scam. And uh, as part of the whole deal, it turned out that there was one pharmaceutical representative who used to be an exotic dancer. So she would do lap dances to get the doctors to buy her prescription meds, right? And uh, I personally can't believe that the black market is more professional than... Nobody get, I used to be a drug dealer. Nobody lap danced for. Uh, anyway, what's her name? Castor Semenya. Is everyone familiar who this is? She's a runner who is being banned. A female runner, born female, identified female, lives as a female, is female. She's being banned from running because she has too much testosterone naturally. Yeah, it is. I mean, why can't they do that for guys' sports? Do you realize how much longer my rugby career could go on if guys without a lot of testosterone could play? That would be fucking, that's like 15 more years for me to be a amateur athlete. Uh, anyway, also new laws from the administration uh, about uh, conscientious rights. You guys know about this for medical? Like doctors can now deny you care for certain conscientious rights it's all like supposedly for lgbtq stuff like if you're gay i won't give you medicine sort of thing and uh i can't believe they finally found a loophole in the hippocratic oath for one thing that's a lot of lawyerism but uh also uh this is just a right to deny health care, right? But I'm thinking, hey, wait a minute. I think the Trump administration, they're finally bringing our health care back to the fucking New Testament days. Uh, anyway, this might be a good idea, like if we could do conscientious rights. Like uh, no more Viagra for the lustful, right? And like all these rich people with great health care plans. That's greed, man. No health care for you either. And all fat people, right? That's all your gluttony, right? No more, no more stomach stapling either for all, all the sloth out there, man. This might be, I think I'm going to get behind this. Let's bring back the New Testament, everybody. Nobody's with me? Okay. All right, enjoy the rest of the show. Matthew Quirk, everybody. Yeah, there we go. I'm terrible at giving handshakes. I'm really bad at it. I always get caught right here in my hand. It's just so demoralizing, honestly. Your next comedian, 
She's about to write, finish her last joke and then come up on stage. <laughs> Maria Deplutus. De De yeah, here we go, Maria. Oh, I got it, I got it. We're gonna get it, we're gonna get it one of these days, Maria. I'm an asshole.
Maria de Plutus, thank you very much. That was great. I'm disgusted. All right, whatever. <laughs> Your next comedian, uh, Vishak. Give it up for Vishak. Very funny, Vishak. Hey guys, um, I'm feeling pretty bad because um, there was a girl here like half an hour ago, Anne, and she asked me if I was single, and like she asked me if I wanted health insurance. And I think I ruined a bit by saying, like, I already have health insurance, so I don't need you. And uh, I feel kind of bad because, I mean, girls don't usually come up and talk to me. So <laughs> if, she had let, if she had let me know beforehand, maybe I would have fashioned a better reply. So no, I actually feel kind of bad. So if she was here, I would have apologized to her because this is an open mic and I should have thought of a more clever reply. Maybe something like PPO or HMO. I don't know. You get the joke? Nice. <laughs> Okay, um, but um, I'm into this one girl. Uh, we watch Game of Thrones together. Not just me and her; like it's a group. Um, so it's <laughs> it's 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 not awkward. Um, but um, she's dating around. She's going on a bunch of dates. She's seeing a bunch of guys. Um, and then I'm trying to figure out like how how I'm gonna enter the sitch the situation. Yeah, <laughs> and then. Uh, and then uh, her friends tell me to send her a dick pic. And that's worked for a couple of people. But I don't think it's going to help. <laughs> you don't mind. Stop laughing. Let me just say it, and then you can laugh. <laughs> uh, 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 a dick pic isn't going to help me. Um, <laughs> no one's laughing. Cause, OK. But like, because Indian men, brown penises, it doesn't, doesn't, doesn't add up. doesn't work. Uh, but I've been trying to use dating apps, trying to get over her. There was not, there's nothing to get over, but I'm <laughs> trying to get over her. And um, I signed up for this free trial with Bumble, uh, Bumble Boost. Uh, like, I don't know what it's supposed to do, but I signed up for it. And um, so they have a two-week trial, but I forgot to cancel the subscription before it ended. So now I paid like $50 for the next three months. Um, so I basically paid someone else to put me in my place. Um, it's kind of sad. Uh, I paid someone to lower my self-esteem. Um, that's dark, but it's it's real. Um, but that's uh, but I, I'm uh, I'm actually tired of people like it was nice l listening to you talk about dating apps and like it's not like it was a good experience for you like you've been dating and like but yeah okay let's just assume it was and then but like I'm just I'm just I'm just tired of I'm just tired of hearing uh, sob stories. Like, I need some hope. I need to know there's light at the end of the tunnel. And like, even if a guy did come up and talk about like his experiences and like, oh, I went on a couple of dates, you just laugh at him because you think he's joking, right? <laughs> that's, that's, that can't happen, right? Um, but um, the last thing I want to talk about is, um, yeah, there's no saving grace when it comes to dating apps. Because like, a girl can just look at you and figure out that you're average looking, and then she swipes left. But then. In person, you can be like, wait, 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 I have a personality. I do. A semblance of a personality. So that's that. That was my <laughs> OK. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Be 
Shock. We got we got a couple more. We're gonna get to them real quick. I didn't catch your name, man. Sorry. Joey Vegas is up next. It's very funny, Joy Vegas. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Thank you very much for having me. It's very, very good to be here with you. I, I like to call it Sand City myself. My name is Joey Vegas. I'm all out here from, I'm down in the ferry area currently, but, you know, I was coming up here and I was earlier in the daytime. I was up over in the, the hate area, hate Ashbury area. And the boy was, was, was standing there. He had a sign on, on, he was holding up a sign that said, the sign said, I will tell you a joke in so many words he had written on there. You're a very talented boy, right? And so he had the sign on the written. It was said, I'll tell you a joke for 25 cents. I was like, oh, myself, I'm going home, right? I was like, oh, I can use a joke, right? And so I dig in my pocket there and, you know, I grab out a quarter out there. I, I flick it at him, right? And didn't hit him, right? He didn't get it. He, he looked. Another one. I threw another quarter at him, right? Nope. He wasn't, he wasn't catching it, right? And so I, another quarter, right? Wouldn't even budge, right? God damn. What's, what is it? What is it, right? And so what was the joke, right? What do you call a pile of kittens? I said, look at it. I said, what? What do you call a pile of kittens? I was, right? I was like, man, cost, just to put, put gas in the gas tank cost me $40, right? Now here I am. Right? I get there. I get to the jokes, the joke joint. And so I'm looking at him, right? What do you, that's what he's got for me, right? What do you call a pile of kittens? A mountain. Wow. And so, wow. I said, man, I may be able to sell that one right there, right? And so what do you call a pile of puppies? A wolf pack. My name is Joey Vegas. Thank you very much. All right, guys, thank you so much for holding it down. Uh, this That concludes this show, the, uh, the happy hour. We're sick around. There's going to be another show, a paid show, so pay for that. And there will be a lot more com comedy to be had, a lot of funny people. Thank you so much. I'm Ben Mitchell. Yay. Keep clapping for Ben Mitchell. What a wonderful guest host. Yay, Ben Mitchell. Yay. That was the end of happy hour. We're going to set up for Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse. Coming up here at 8 o'clock, it's the But You're Skinny show uh, all about eating disorders and weirdness. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're all here to hang out. I'm super excited about it. Thanks for listening. Thanks so much to Ben Mitchell again. This has been Happy Hour. Bye. of swimming through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a patter? 
will gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the internet ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. Asiento. Asiento. Take a seat at Asiento on 21st and Bryant. Meet friends for a drink, have delicious tapas, and a relaxed community atmosphere. Asiento, honestly, is a wonderful place. They have incredible bartenders and board games all over the walls. Trivia on Mondays, Taco Tuesdays, First Wednesday, live jazz, live DJs Thursday, parties. The food is darn good. Special happy hour prices all night long with your Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival ticket, March 1st through 5th. Check out the schedule at www.asientosf.com. Come take a seat. I had a date there and it did not go well. But it wasn't the fault of the place. They're very nice. Asiento. burger mutiny radio thinks you'll find the best burger in san francisco at counter offer located inside bender's bar and grill counter offers menu aims to please your drunk face tater tots are served daily on tuesday nights counter offer serves specials off the taco bell menu only better you can enjoy your favorite taco bell item without the guilt counter offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit special ingredients are made from scratch daily including beans ketchup mustard habanero sauce and ranch dressing counter offer even serves vegan mac and cheese all of this great food is serve 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counter Offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter Offer, baby. Everybody should listen to Mutiny Radio at mutinyradio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things. Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. Yeah. 
welcome Bender's Bar and Grill, located at 806 South Van Ness in the Mission District of San Francisco. Your favorite bar with awesome bartenders, rotating local art, and a killer back patio. It's a great place to hang out and play one of their two pool tables or old school pinball machine with a tasty adult beverage. Live music every Saturday for only $5, Bender's brings you face-melting metal and rock and roll. The last Friday of the month, punk rock and schlock delivers super fun karaoke with Aileen. Come on, what's not to like? They even have counter-offer inside, frying up the tots with sexy hot burgers for your face. Open every day at 2 p.m. Their happy hour goes till 7 p.m. Bender's is proud to be a sponsor of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival because they're an awesome community asset to the dirtbags who keep... Hey, it's Saturday afternoon. We should get a live... I have a lot of ideas. Are, are we live right now? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I should be right. We could, we could make the app. The app is sick. I was listening to a, uh, a Mutiny Radio interview with you from this guy. Do you guys know? He came and he has an internet show. Matt and Dylan or something. Dylan and Matt. He interviewed you and you said, you know, it was this was in like 2014. One day we'll have an app. Oh, right. And <sighs> Raul Sittartson. Made the app. Yay, yay, Raul. Yeah, shout out to Raul. Yeah, he, uh, I just wrote his it's college fixed, application by the way, I think. today. The app's fixed. Yeah, oh, great. It was just the, everyone does doing things and helping. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, but I'm, I'm getting worried about the, the sound and it being loud enough and all these kinds of things. Okay, so. Drop the gems, guys. <laughs> Drop gems? I don't know if I can roll weed and podcast at the same time. I'm not going to lie. I, I want to romanticize it in my head and think that I can do it, but I can't. I'll be honest. I, I think I was born can't. to do that. You think you were born to do that? Yeah. I didn't, All right, I don't, twist them up. You've been rolling some fatties right now. They're yeah. consistent, too. Yeah, come on. Some they look cones? like little atom bombs. Some baseball bats. These are baseball bats. These are softball bats, boy. Yeah. Are the softball bats thicker or thinner than baseball bats? I think the skinnier right because Which the balls are fat the balls are huge softballs and women swing them too yeah <laughs> <laughs> what does that make a big difference because women are weak and i'm not saying that you're shit. saying yeah. that, i was just making an observation at thanksgiving this year one of my brother's friends uh he's my age we were both 45 and he had a 17 year old son and they were at the table, and they're like, I bet you can't do 100 push-ups. And I was like, let's go now, down in the garage. Yeah. And me and this 45-year-old guy and his 17-year-old son, and I finished all of them before them, and I didn't even do them girly style. And I was like, do you want me to do them all at once? Do I have to plank in the middle, or do I get to get up if oh I want? Oh, my God. And, they were, and I never do anything like that. And I was just like, yeah, whatever. Damn. And you, you did 100 uh, push-ups? How many you do them all at once? Yeah, I did yeah. them all at once. Well, kind oh, of. I mean, I didn't, I didn't get up. How about that? Okay, just, yeah, yeah. Of, that but makes I was, sense. You know, if I had to rest, I could. No, because I, I mean, I know I couldn't do 100 push-ups just right off the bat. Like, I, I could maybe take some breaks. Oh, Sam, this one's open. That one's open, too. That's fine. I, it'll cut it back enough. Okay. Well, anyways. You, so you did 100 push-ups at once? Yeah. Get out of here. No, what? 100 push-ups? I, I, yeah. I mean, Can I you never. you bang out 100 push-ups? I never stood up, but I. Well, that, that's I, what I mean. I could do 100 push-ups in, like, four sets. Like, four can you, sets Can you of, do it without uh, your knees touching the ground? I can't. I would I'll have to. Right I would have to take some breaks. It would take me like a few minutes to bust out yeah, 100 push-ups. You did 100 push-ups without your knees touching. I believe yeah. it. You were in cheer and shit, right? I used to cheer. Yeah. Put those men to shame. N yeah, I did. The the boy, the wrestler boy, and his father were both like, "Shit, what?" 
He didn't even, the old man didn't even finish. And it was funny because we were both Daddy. 45. And it's just so funny when I see other 45-year-olds and they're so old. You know, and they have yeah, like you, they have like seventeen year old sons and stuff. And I'm yeah, like, you don't oh have you don't have the vitality of a forty year old man. That's for sure, Pam. <laughs> you've got you got the vitality of like, I would say women my age, but even the girls our age are like in bars, like just like meh. You know, like they all came even, out last night. Though all those girls were all like, I, there was one little thing that was so funny. Is this one girl? She was kind of like the other one, you know, in the group. She was like, she was like. There were a lot of ones that were, they were, you know, they were real pretty and they had the all other one. Why? Well, like, you know, like there's like the other friend and she was, she was dancing with the cute girl. Right. Yeah. And they're dancing together and stuff. And then this kind of cute tall guy comes up and he's trying to dance with the cute girl. <laughs> and the other one is like, was like kind of getting in the way and kept holding your hands and trying and making a big show of it. And I was like, let your friend get some play, you cock blogger. Yeah. Like, motherfucker, <laughs> what are you doing? Like, that's just not cool. The cute cool. girl came right up to them and just. Or the, the cute, the dude, the tall dude. The dude, yeah, the tall I, dude. I actually watched he came you up cringe and, at and this. And the other girls, the other girl was like trying to get in the way. And the other girl's like trying to dance. Yeah. And it happened a couple of times. And then things got kind of showy. Like he started sort of peacocking around like, look out, my guy. Look at all these. Anyways, it was just so basic. And, and yeah. now I understand And then he did his whole routine. You he did the whole routine and he tried all the dance moves. Can you imagine yes, if that was routine. your routine? He had a whole routine. And that, I think, oh. is his personality. I think that's just the extent of it. Like, if that, that's your thing. And it's out You go to a bar, you dance silly, like, look how crazy Jeff well, is. Th this is very, He's so wild. Uh, yeah, this is very funny because they were talking about this before the open mic last night, and Vishal Call and Jesse Fernandez were talking about it, and it was before anything happened. But they both said they were talking about being bullied as a kid, and kids these days aren't bullied at all. And I was like, fucking snowflake assholes. That's why they won't have personalities. And then Vishal was like, well, you know, I'm kind of glad I was bullied because, you know, that made me who I am. And it's like, yeah, oh, my God, if you're ugly or weird or different and people bully, oh, no, you have to develop a personality. Oh, heaven forbid. Like, yeah. And it was everyone's so sheltered now. Like, oh, every every little attempt you make is so great and perfect. Oh, you're just so perfect. And then they never understand that, like, your effort might not be good enough. I yeah. think bullying is just as important as being bullied. Yeah. Yeah. If I was Learning how bullied, to bully. I've never like been knowing a how to bully correctly. People and people have called me a bully and I never understand it. I've been called out in email threads and people have been like, Pam, you're such a bully. And I'm like, I, I don't. It's a trigger word. It's like a trigger word for people. Yeah, it, but, it definitely is. But bully. I don't know what behaviors I'm doing that give them the idea that I'm being a bully. I don't I don't understand that at all. A lot, a lot of people like accuse just having like an outgoing personality and like an alpha kind of personality as being a bully. Am I an alpha? I would say so. You're very alpha-like. You run a radio station. Well, here's the thing about here's the thing about bullying. Like sometimes you have to call people out on their on your shit. The whole idea behind we should never bully people. That's basically saying everyone always does the right thing. Yeah. Like we're always all on our game, and no one ever fucks up and does some whack shit. And yeah. people do whack shit. I won't ever champion mediocrity. I'll never give a compliment <laughs> if it's not deserved, and I never throw a game. So I play magic with small children and stuff a lot. And when I'm playing with a, if a child beats me, they fucking beat me. Like I don't, uh -huh. I don't throw the fucking game. I'll help them. I'll even play open hand, but I'm not gonna throw the game. Like I'm gonna try. And if, if you let people win, then they never understand what winning is. Yeah, that's terrible. Like just being a champion of mediocrity. It's the same thing. If someone doesn't have a, if someone has a good set, I'm gonna tell them they have a good set. And if they don't, I'm not gonna tell them yeah. they have a good set. Otherwise, they think what they did was good wasn't, and then they get a distorted idea of what is good. Yeah. And they lose 
you know, an aesthetic component of what they're doing. You know, and then they get shitty, and then they quit, yeah. and then there's but more stage time you know for what? me. Oh God! <laughs> you know me. what though? My thing is, I My think I think the only reason I give people bullshit compliments is because I know so well whenever I don't do well. So it literally doesn't even matter what anybody's like. If I do well, it's nice to nice to hear people say that I did well but if I did terrible and somebody says oh great job in my head I'm like oh thanks for being nice right you know that's all that I'm thinking but some people would definitely can take it as oh I guess I did do well I only give genuine comments I never blow smoke up anybody's ass it gets me in a lot of trouble a lot of trouble but I'll I I will never I will never lie to you about comedy good <laughs> i'll never tell or about actually anything artistic like i used to deal with people's poems all the time like in when they were in school or whatever and if, if i'm gonna tell you what you did wrong i'm not gonna like let it slide by and be like oh that was so it'll be like that was a great effort yeah i'm glad you put the time in but i'm not gonna say wow i was really affected yeah good job for trying yeah, which could sound pretty cunty sometimes. Yeah, well, you know what? I just rolled the joint fucking backwards, so you were right in the fact that we can't fucking. I just had to unravel it. What's what's so good the what's the trying. main compliment for poetry? Like in comedy, you say that was really funny. What's what what is the word there for poetry? Um, anytime you use, I mean, <laughs> like affected. You just use use the word right. Affected. But but the thing is, in affected versus affected. It was interesting too. Effect, e- e- affected versus affected are fun too because if you use them in the right context with a the poet, they're like, "Oh, uh, so glad that you understand <laughs> how to use those." <laughs> it's really actually fun to hear people say words wrong that they think they know but they don't know. I love that. And then, but sometimes I correct them and sometimes I Afflected. don't. Like you. This wasn't like one word, but Nathan used Schrodinger's box last night, and you were like, ask Nathan what Schrodinger's box is. I know, I was is. certain that he didn't know what it was. <laughs> you could, we're because trying to call him out Im- immediately. 